Kevin. Coach Brooks, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, buddy? Great, great. Thank you so much for joining us here at Sports Matters in KUCI. And first of all, we want to yeah. thank you for your dedication to hosting your annual golf inv- invitational and supporting UCI student athletes and scholarships. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, very cool, right? It, it is. It is. Oh, I tell you, that's a beautiful resort up there at Pelican Hill. I knew you... <laughs> Doesn't get any better than this. Tom Fazio designed golf courses. You just can't go wrong with that. No, no, it's beautiful. Is that one of your hobbies? Do you enjoy playing golf? You know, I love it. I love it. I, I wouldn't say I'm very good at it, but I love it. I just don't have a lot of time. Obviously, during the year, I never have time to work on my game. But in the summertime, I try to pick it up as much as I can. But it's, uh, you know, it's time consuming. I got my family. I, I'm away from them so often. I don't want to go on the golf course and spend four or five hours. But I try to do as much as I can. Yeah, let alone with a grueling NBA season. You know, I'm sure that takes a lot of your time as well. Absolutely. It takes uh, a lot of time, but I love it. I've never, you know, I've played for a bunch of years. I've coached for a bunch of years. I can honestly say I've never had a job, and I love it. I love coaching. I love being around the players. They keep you young. They keep you on your toes, but it's a great opportunity for me and and, and what I do, and it's it's, it's a fun. I, I No complaints. You know, you almost uh, answered one of my questions I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, who inspired or what inspired you to pursue a career in coaching? You know, I... I always wanted to be an NBA player. That's all, that's obviously was my goal as a as a youngster, and I knew that it was going to be very difficult. But I was going to give myself every opportunity. And once I made the NBA, and I I, I just was around the, the highest level of basketball and all the all the championship players and coaches I've been around, and I just knew that you know the natural progression for me um, would be staying in the game and being a coach. And as a point guard, you've always had that you know coach on the field, on the floor field, and then you know I've always had a connection with our head coaches and assistant coaches. It was just natural. I felt like I wanted to stay in the game, and my family did not mind me staying in the game because that's a commitment to the families because I'm, I'm gone on a lot of road trips and you, know, you miss a lot of kids events and your wife is there by herself but they, everybody was uh, on board so it made my decision a lot easier to get into coaching. Well with today's technology I guess it makes it a little easier to be able to do these things in the sense of you know you can catch videos and things like that not like it was back when you were coming up you know. <laughs> yeah you know it's I mean that's people I mean everybody realizes how important technology is but it's really has done wonders to keep me in contact with my family, and that's that's critical for me because with uh, FaceTime and texting and Instagram and all these great uh, avenues that you can stay connected and 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 keep involved, and it's it's been terrific, and I love every minute of it, and and I love all the things that my kids teach me about the technology. <laughs> True, even my nieces and nephews are teaching me new things about technology that I'd even know about. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible, right? I mean, they are they. They, it's so easy for them. And my daughter, she just gives me a bad time. Uh, she's always hijacking my Instagram account and putting some <laughs> funny videos on there. But it's good. It's all good. It's you know, it's all about family and relationships. And coaching is no no different. You know, you treat your team as part of your family, and you got to have good relationships. And but it's uh, it's all part of the business. Absolutely, because not only that you're coaching in the NBA, but you're also teaching and coaching your your children. You know, throughout life, preparing them for life. Absolutely. Know. 
Yeah, you know, that's, that's, my, that's my number one priority. I love what I do. I love coaching the Wizards. I love my job and my opportunity to, to get involved in the development of our, our athletes. But my family, that's, uh, that's the most important thing. That, you know, someone told me the other day, you know, how do you handle being, you know, criticized and all the scrutiny that is involved in being an NBA coach and with all the social media and all this and that. And I said, it's easy. You know, I, don't, I don't let it get to me. I don't, it doesn't bother me. But if my kids criticize me and I don't do my job as being a dad or a husband, that's when it bothers me. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully I do my job and they don't criticize me too much. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's part of it. I love, I love my job and I love being a dad and I love being a, a husband. You know, and that's what's most important. I mean, I know we're in a heavily criticized era, seems like, but that's what's most important is, is to be a great father and a great husband as, as you are. Getting to UCI, though, I'm, I'm just curious because I know you spent your freshman year at TCU and, you know, you know reminisce a little bit, but uh, yeah, the. <laughs> The adulting task of having to guard Akeem Olajuwon, what was that like? You know if what? If you remember, <laughs> he yeah, oh yeah, he was when we played the Houston Cougars when I was at TCU. I'm I'm looking across the court. I'm like in the wet layup line. Oh my gosh, these guys are stronger, bigger, more athletic, and they were just flying all over the place. And uh, but it was the seeing him up close early on in his career was just quite quite amazing and then it's what's really interesting so that was my freshman year so fast forward about five or five years or so I made the NBA and played against them and then fast forward a couple more years I played with them with the Houston Rockets we won a championship that 1994 year yeah yes 94 it was just an incredible run in my career just incredible to be around so many great athletes and being around one of the elite most uh, incredible gifted and hardest working big man I've ever been around. Olajuwon was just, a, he's a great friend and just a, a tremendous teammate. You still keep in touch with him today? Yeah, you know, as much as we can, especially when he, he's been more involved with the Rockets now. So when we play them uh, once or twice a year, uh, depending if he's on the road with them, you get to, you know, you get to talk to him. And it's funny, I always get him a lot that, you know, he's working with all those big guys. I'm like, what you did, you can't teach that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Laugh. He just laughed. I mean, he was quick as a cat. He played like a guard, but he was six foot eleven, two hundred and seventy pounds, thirty three inch waist, six percent body fat. I swear the guy never fell. He had the greatest balance and I'm saying, Okay, good luck trying to teach your bigs how how to do those things. And not only that, he just has such an all-around game. I remember watching a playoff game in 95 when Magic Johnson came back for the Lakers, and the Lakers were up by like eight points at the half, and then Akeem Olajuwon took over in the third quarter. He took eight different shots. They were all different. A layup, you know, a jump shot, it was just amazing to watch. He was just amazing. You know, he had a, just an array of, uh, of offensive skills. I mean, he can, he can handle the ball. He had obviously the incredible, you know, the dream shake, the post-up game, the mid-range. He... You know, he didn't shoot a lot of threes, but I, I guarantee if he played in today's era, he would be able to, you know, impact the game at the three-point line. He was just an incredible learner uh, of the game. He's always wanted more, more, more. I can remember, you know, having our warm-ups and we'd all stretch, and he would always pick me up. Scott, let's go, let's go play one-on-one. <laughs> and so I'd play one-on-one with him while all the team is stretching, and he would ask me, you know, teach me this move, teach me this move. And I had, you know, obviously, oh, wow. obviously the point guard. The point guard uh, uh, skills of dribbling, and he always wanted more, 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 more. And then when he would do it in the game, he'd always look at me or 
or look at the other uh, other players that he's learned from and just start smirking and see I did it I did I told you I can do it and do it in the game but he, I, I'm telling you there's not a, not a better teammate he's just an incredible guy what an inspiration now the secrets out he learned a lot of his moves from you <laughs> oh yeah that was it man I was part of the dream shape yeah. you know he never gives me credit for that so. <laughs> <laughs> the innovator of the dream shake, Coach Scott Brooks. Uh, I you know, like it. Let's start it. Let's you know, start that rumor. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, let's get it going. You know, uh, I know you spent two years there at UCI. How did you come about, you know, uh, committing to UCI? Well, I've always said, unfortunately, I, I didn't get an opportunity to go there out, out, of, out of high school. Um, I was a little-known uh, player out in Northern California. Not too many people recruited me. Actually, nobody recruited me other than TCU, and that was just by chance. Uh, one of the former assistant coaches at TCU was coaching at a local high school, and he told their head coach, hey, you got you to gotta recruit uh, this little guard out of, out of uh, Manteca, California. And he, the sight unseen, the next day he offered me a scholarship. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to TCU. And it's crazy, the same kind of thing that happened at Irvine. I, I left TCU, went to a junior college, Stockton, California, San Joaquin Delta, and Coach Mulligan, uh, sight unseen, uh, off the advice of the TCU's head coach. Hey, you gotta rec- if you have a spot as a guard, you got to recruit this guy. I had him at TCU, and you love him. And so Coach Mulligan gave me a, basically a scholarship sight unseen. So, you know, I'm so thankful for that opportunity because it changed my life. It, it put me in a position to be successful, not only on the basketball court, but off the court. And it, and it gave me an opportunity to open my eyes to get, come into this area. Orange County is one of the greatest places in the world. And, and, and the Irvine, Newport Beach area is just a place that I've called home since 1985. Oh, you're telling me. I've been calling it home since 1995. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. So it's beautiful out yeah. here. Yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't get much better. I love the obviously the weather, but the, just the beauty of it, just the lifestyle, the people. I just I love, and then the Irvine's campus is just an incredible place to to call home as a as a university. And like I said, unfortunately, I've only played two. I only went to school there two years, but I would have loved to have gone four. But hey. You can't be picky. You, know, you can. You got to be thankful for what you've gotten. Absolutely. Uh, and I am. I'm thankful for the two years that I, I did get here. You know, you're a living legend here because on January 8th, 1987, the opening night of the Bren Center, you scored 43 points against Utah State, which is one of the rivals, and it's still a record today. <laughs> what do you remember about that game? I just remember, you know, we played my first year and a half. We played at the Crawford Hall, and that was a little. That was a little little shoebox but it was loud it was sold out every night it was a crazy place to play and it was actually pretty fun and then when we saw that when we when we walked into the Bren Center for the first time for like a shoot around uh and it was like wow we all of us said man we have made it this is big time and it was just a a thrill for us and we were so excited we couldn't sleep the night before and we couldn't wait to get to the game and shoot around that was fun I remember, you know, Utah State was a really good player. They got a, a guard, uh, I think his name was uh, Dixon, uh, and was really good. And, and we knew that we were going to have our battles on our hands. And the opening night, it was sold out, and it was it was so cool. Our student body was phenomenal. And, and we went to, ended up winning the game, and I was a gunner and shot most of the time and scored 43 points. So that was pretty cool. I, my teammates weren't too happy about it because I, I shot all the time. But, you know, joking aside, we loved it. You know, I had great teammates still still are connected with all of them, uh, most of them, uh, to, to today. And, you know, we, we love we love Irvine and we love the Brent Center. 
It sounds like, too, it's just the energy in the building was just probably rocking, and you just kind of went with the flow and just, you know, you got hot, and, hey, I'm going to drop 43 on these guys. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, it's easy, right? Just, you know, you want you call it and you do it. It was, you know what? The building was rocking, and it was, I mean, we were, we were not going to lose that game. We were going to do whatever it takes took to win that game and opening night game and there's only one of them there's only one opening night in Bren Center history and I was a big part of it absolutely you know you're a living legend like I said defend the Bren <laughs> I like it I like it do you uh, I, I know you're very busy I know obviously the family first and you got the NBA season going on but do you still kind of just keep tabs of what's going on with UCI basketball oh all the time I follow their box scores and you know, it's, uh, it's so much easier now. You yes. Know, you can follow live. And, you know, I've watched some games live. Uh, and I, I'm a big, big fan of Coach Turner. He's done a, an incredible job of really taking this program and, and made it winners consistently. And, yes. And that's a lot of work. And he puts a lot of work. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm on. I hope that he gets a, a lot of credit because he deserves it. This program is top in its conference year after year after year. And, and he makes no excuses. He goes out and he works his tail off. He recruits hard. And he develops his players. And he, he gets his players and his teams to play hard. And I like that, Trey. I, I'm all about that. You know, you play hard and you develop your team. And you don't worry about, you know, you let the wins and losses take care of itself. But you, you, um, you, you worry about the process of getting better every day. And he believes in all that. And I, I love being around him. I played golf with him a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and you know what? He's a good golfer. He hits a ton out of the ball. I bet. He's a pretty he tall kicked, guy, he too. My, he kicked my butt on that golf course. But, you know, great guy, great, great, uh, great guy to lead lead our, our program for many, many, hopefully many, 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 many years to come. I hope so, too. I mean, we're blessed that he's here for – he returned for an eighth season, so he must really love it here because I think he could coach anywhere if he wanted to, but he seems to really yeah. like it here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's had opportunities to go – uh, other places, but he's committed, and we we are thankful for it because he's a big part of our success, and our athletic department is really appreciate his hard work and his family's commitment to the university. Like I said, I hope that we keep him forever. I know it's the selfish side says yes, we want you to stay here forever. But yeah, like you said, he's done a tremendous job, and I just can't wait to cover some of the games you know this season. You know, getting over to the NBA, I was wondering. What are the challenges of coaching in today's NBA? You know, it's, 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 it's always been a challenge. There's no question. You're talking about the greatest athletes and the most competitive basketball players in the world, and everybody, everybody wants to, uh, to get in there and, and get a big piece of the pie, but you always have to you know, instill your, in your program. It's about team, and it's about you know, doing it together, and, and you can't do it by yourself. And, you know, the NBA, there's a lot of great players that a lot of times they, they think they can, and a lot of times, not a lot of times, sometimes they, you know what, they can take over games. But it's a challenge, And but the, today's NBA is no different. The, co- the, the coaches always have challenges, and you have to be able to, to navigate through all those challenges and make your team com- committed to team success. And, you know, the, the technology also is also, you know, the, all the biosciences, all the players' workloads and movements and, stress on the body practice time so it puts a little bit more of a stress on the coaches being really efficient and really thoughtful and and, uh, efficient in their time in their practices because we know what the body goes through in an 82 game season i mean it used to always be you know the eye test oh this guy doesn't look that tired we're going to go another 20 minutes oh he he looks out of shape we're going to push him 
and get them on the line and run sprints. Uh, but now, you know, you have you have your, your eye test, but you also have the science behind it. So it kind of helps you in a way. But it also, you know, it tells them sometimes we don't we want to keep practicing as coaches, but the, the, the science tells us to slow down, that players need a little bit of a time off. They allow the bodies to recover, so to speak. Yes, exactly. And I know you had tremendous success in Oklahoma City, but now you got this young Washington Wizards team. What what goals do you have you know, for this upcoming season? Because it seems like you, you added some you know key players like Jeff Green, Dwight Howard, and Austin Rivers. Yeah, I mean, those are three pretty important pieces. You know, we felt that, you know, we've had a pretty good starting lineup, but we've always had to add some firepower off of our bench. And, you know, we got – Two guys. Uh, one I'm familiar with, Jeff Green. I coached him in Oklahoma City for about three years. We're just a great teammate, a true professional. Coaches uh, dream. Just works hard every day. Austin Rivers gives us another added uh, uh, scoring uh, defense of a toughness punch off the bench. And Dwight Howard, you know, he's one of the the best centers in this era. And you know, we're going to have to get him. You know, the to to get to our system and understand it, and because he can impact winning and. You know, eight-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, so we have a we have a good opportunity ahead of us. But you know, there's some good teams in the East. Like I told our players uh, last week, uh, some of the players that were in town, and I'm gonna tell them again next week when we start training camp. You know what? Let's just let's just go and work. Let's go and work every day. Let's put our time in every day on the court. Let's get to know each other's strengths and weaknesses, and let's try to shore up those weaknesses. But let's do it together. And it's not going to be easy, and you know we got a lot. We got a lot of work ahead of us, but let's be excited about it. But and they will. I think our players are really competitive and really a good group of guys, and they should get better over this past. Uh, they should have gotten better over this uh, summer break. Yeah, I know they're a young team as well, so I know it's going to be challenging. It's pretty competitive in the East, you know, with the Boston Celtics, and now now LeBron James is over in Lakerland. <laughs> yes, it, you know what? The East is definitely open. LeBron he had a he had a stranglehold on the East. He's won East eight eight Eastern. Uh, conference championships in a row, and he's he's frustrated a lot of players and frustrated a lot of coaches. He's got some <laughs> coaches fired. That's a, that's the greatness yeah. in LeBron. I mean, he's going to do some wonders for the Lakers, and he's just. I mean, he's going to go down as one of the best players ever. But the East is definitely wide open. But there's still some good teams. It's not like whoever's uh, best team, you know, that has the best record in the East at the end of the year is not going to have an easy playoff run. It's going to be eight really competitive teams that are pretty equally uh, matched. Uh, yeah, not at all. It's not guaranteed if you're the number one seed, you're going to go all the way and win the championship. No, not at all. Yeah. It very rarely happens that way. It does. That closes out. What other fun activities do do you like to do in your off time? Other than you know being with the family and and preparing for yeah, NBA I mean, games, definitely, yeah, it's uh, you know golf is definitely an activity. My son actually starting to play, so it kind of gives us a an outlet to get together for you know four hours or so to stay connected and you know love the game together and and do all those things. But the beach is obviously a, a pretty pretty big priority for us. We love the I love the water. I love water sports. I'm not. Not a good surfer. I'm not actually a, I'm a horrible surfer, but I love paddleboarding. <laughs> I love to be in the water. It's just a great area to live in because you can always be outdoors. You can almost guarantee it's going to be a nice day uh, tomorrow. When I'm back east, you can't always guarantee the weather's pretty volatile and you got a lot of rainy days in the summer. But you know, when I'm in D.C., I love the history. I love the history in that, that yes. city. Just walking around, it's just it's a magical place. And I live right, you know, I live like you know, right by the not too far from the. White House and our arena, and I'm a big walker, so I get to see all that. I love that's one of my hobbies, just walking around, exploring, and seeing all the different things. And 
and that that the that, that, uh, DC has to provide. But I and love it, I love what I do, and I love this tournament that we're having. What a great opportunity for me to give back. Absolutely. And how long have you been doing this tournament now? You know what? That's funny you asked that. I was driving driving in, <laughs> driving to Pelican. I'm going to ask that same question. And this is this not very smart of me. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I've been doing it for a long time. I don't know. I know you've been doing it at Pelican years. Hill for quite some time. I know it's been, what, nine, yeah. ten years in a row? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I just, I just know every time I come back here, I'm like, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of all the coaches. I'm in awe of all the student athletes and just think, just, I just think to myself, wow, I was in that position. and I don't know if I can carry myself the way these student athletes carry themselves. They're just amazing. We put them on every tee box, and they're just socialized with all the, all the players. And it's just a great time. And obviously the setting, it's, it's, you, know, you can almost guarantee it in September you're going to have great weather. It's going to be 72 degrees. You're going to have a little ocean breeze, and it's going to be beautiful up here. And, always, and they've given us uh, just the hospitality here is just amazing. Trust me, Coach. I mean, not only that you're a legend here, but you're also a walking inspiration. You know, people look up to you, you know, especially in the basketball world. So definitely UCI is appreciative that you've spent the two years here. But um, I know you got a busy day today, so I'm going to let you get back to your activities. But once again, thank you so much for joining us on Sports Matters here at KUCI and at UCI. And, and uh, much appreciated. And good luck to you in this season as well, Coach. Um, we'll, we, we'll be secretly, secretly rooting for you. <laughs> okay, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Coach Brooks. Yeah. That was Coach Scott Brooks. And this concludes another episode of Sports Matters.